This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 21. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing absolutely wonderful. I just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my master program, Write Your Book. It's the ultimate 10-week program to completing your book. That's right. You can have your book done in 10 weeks. I created this program because I had so many people hiring me as a consultant to help them with accountability and structure and step-by-step approach to finishing and completing books. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to create this program based on my proven book writing system that I use, and it takes you step-by-step through the process of successful book creation. I will leverage your time, your effort, and your knowledge without the stress and procrastination and crazy overwhelm that often comes with book writing. So if you want to join us, go to andreasidel.com slash publishing to grab your spot and you can get that laser-like focus and motivation. So I'll provide you with the strategy, structure, and accountability that you need in order to boost your career and finally finish that book that you've always wanted to write. Okay, so back to the normal programming. Hey there. Okay, back to the normal programming. I'm so excited to let you know that the book that I read this week is called The Happiness Track. It is how to apply the science of happiness to accelerate your success. It's by Emma Sapala. She's a PhD. And oh man, this book is so awesome. Okay, so there are so many references to studies in here that I definitely recommend. I know I'm all about highlighting books in 15 minutes or less and providing you with the actionable nuggets. But this is a book that you may actually want to go and delve in and look at the whole entire thing. There are so many amazing references to studies and research, and uh, she did such a great job on just isolating, you know, how we can apply the science of happiness to accelerate our success. Oh, it's great. Okay, so Emma Sapala, she convinces us that uh, it's our reconfiguring our brain can help us Basically, we reconfigure our brain for happiness, and then it can help us change the way we approach success. So happiness is the fast track, is how she put it, because it's all about the track, fast track to success. And um, she teaches us not only how to thrive, but how to stay true to ourselves and enjoy the process along the way. So drawing on her research on happiness, resilience, willpower, compassion, positive stress, uh, creativity, and mindfulness, she demonstrates that being happy happy is the most productive thing that we can do to thrive. So isn't that interesting? So being happy is actually the most productive thing that we can do to thrive. And throughout her book, she gives us tips and tools and how to be in that state so that we can really be successful in our life. 
She is the director of the Center for Education at Stanford University, and she's the founder of this new site called Fulfillment Daily. And she's also the director at the Center for Compassion and Altruism Research. Uh, Wow. So we're learning from uh, reputable sources here. Uh, She's incredible. So this book, actually, I, I can't even emphasize more that she referenced so many studies. So everything that she said is backed by science, and uh, it's going to definitely impact you. So here we go. We're going to jump in. If it's your first time on this podcast, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. That's where we highlight positive psychology, books on well-being, and self-help books, uh, but it's beyond that. It's sucking out the actionable nuggets that are in these books to help you apply it to your life. Okay, so I'm so happy you're here, and let's jump right into the happiness track. All right, so the first section is to is all about stop chasing the future. So she talked about why happiness and success are found in the present. So they're basically right here and now in front of you. So instead of thinking about what's next on your to-do list, she's talking about focusing on the task or the conversation that you're in that's at hand. And that's so hard to do. I know, I don't know about you, but I have to-do lists. Oh my gosh. I also have don't do lists. That's the new thing that I added. So I hope that it balances out. But after reading this, she is really all about talking about the, it's powerful to focus on the task or the conversation that you're actually in and be very present instead of chasing the future. So you will become more productive and more charismatic and more present in all your interactions. And uh, she suggests that completely immerse yourself in the activity allows you to be in a really good state and more productive. So instead of chasing the future, pull yourself back to being really focused on the task or the conversations that are at hand. And she referred to uh, Cheek Sent Me High as work on flow and how it's really important when you immerse yourself in an activity, you're in such a pure state that's referred to as flow and you're much more productive there. So the other thing she talked about is we tend to have compulsions to constantly achieve and have forward oriented focus. So she's talking about the idea is that we're delaying our happiness to later and she called it happier later and uh, this is actually referred to um, from Martin Seligman as the anticipatory joy trap so you're waiting for good things to come and you're um, expecting it to come in the future but you're missing what you're in right now so paradoxically uh, slowing down and focusing on what's happening in front of you uh, right now has a huge impact and all her studies that she referred to to in everything that she's done um, in terms of research, it's shown that it increases your productivity and your level of happiness. So slowing down and not going into that anticipatory joy trap that, okay, I'll be happy when, uh, for example, you know, I'll be happy when I finish my degree or I'll be happy when I make X amount of dollars. I mean, we've all done that. So one of her tips to help us on our happiness track is to stop chasing the future and her her tips and exercises and practice are to exercise empathy, good listening skills, making eye contact with people, uh, enthusiasm. I love this. She touched on enthusiasm and she was saying that enthusiasm you cannot fake. And when you're enthusiastic and really focused on someone, you're in the present moment, you're happy for them, you're joyful and you feel better in that moment. I love that. I love that enthusiasm can't be faked. <laughs> All right. So consciously be 
being present, meditate. She talked about breath focus and breathing exercises and to really truly experience pleasure and really exaggerate it. And what comes up for me is that savoring, savor the things that bring you pleasure. And also she suggests to take a technology break. (laughs) All right. So the other tip on the happiness track that she gave us is step out of overdrive. Huh. Okay. This one's really, I bet you if you're a, like a super achiever and like you're listening to the podcast, cause you're like, Andrea, give me the facts in the shortest amount of time as possible. I bet you, you have a tendency to go into overdrive. If you're like me, we have this tendency. So she's talking about how to tap into your natural resilience. And, uh, so stepping out of overdrive. So instead of living in overdrive, train your nervous system to bounce back from setbacks quicker. And she's talking about that the drive is actually a positive thing, but it needs to be done in dosage. So if we're constantly driving, 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 pushing, 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 uh, then we go into what's called overdrive and it's stress. It becomes stressful. And so one of the tips that she was giving is that we need to step out of that overdrive mode and, um, and kind of train our nervous system to bounce back from setbacks in a different way or better. Uh, So she talked about stress as being defined as having to face challenge while you feel like you don't have enough resources to meet that challenge. So it makes sense, right? So if we're trying to do... Uh, do a lot of things and we have the challenge to get something done, if we don't feel like we have the resources to complete that task, it gets really, really stressful. Um, Now, she also talked about stress not all being bad because it does motivate us and it gets things done. Um, But if we constantly activate that stress response and if our brain allows us to stay in that state for too long, it becomes unhealthy and it actually sabotages our resilience, our ability to bounce back. So her tip is to tap into your natural resilience through breath training, making time for calming activities, slow down, walk, take a nice walk, uh, take care of your body and do some slow paced activities. So what comes to mind for me is, oh my gosh, yoga. Yoga is wonderful. It's very flowing and it's very slower, slower paced, you know, and, um, Yeah. And so it's kind of like she's just tapping into this uh, stepping out of overdrive will help us actually be be able to bounce back better. It'll remove us out of the stress response that nowadays gets chronically activated. And it seems like that is one of the major steps to um, our happiness track. Okay. The next thing she talked about is managing your energy. And this is tough, but this is something that, yes, we definitely have to do. I don't know about you, but sometimes don't you feel really depleted? And then you have, uh, you know, all these things that help you bounce back and make you feel better. Um, so she's talking about discover the healing benefits of calm. And I even love that word calm. And, uh, you know what, when your world is chaotic, like we had a whole bunch of friends up to the cottage on the weekend, it was so much fun, but I must say, I did not have a lot of moments of calm. It was pure fun and laughter and just get it like for so many great reasons. It was awesome. However, I did need calm when I came home. Um, so discovering the healing benefits of calm is one of the ways we can manage our energy. So instead of engaging in exhausting thoughts and emotions, it's all about learning to manage your stamina by remaining calm and centered. So 
it's all about having this uh, mental energy for you to take on tasks so you can do things. So when you balance your life and manage this energy with this sense of calm, then you're better able to get through things and manage tasks and you'll have mental energy for things. So of course your body needs to have physical rest, but your mind also needs calm. So, you know, we get fired up. We, you've heard of these expressions, you know, muscle up, knock it out of the park, uh, muscle through, go get it. Uh, they all sound familiar, right? Like we push, push, push in this overdrive mentality. Um, but realistically there's a cost uh, to intensity. So she's talking about that. It becomes taxing, uh, physiologically, we become aroused. We go into the stress response. It's taxing on our body It's mentally taxing too. When we have emotional drainage as well, exhausting. Um, so all these things are depleting. So she's really encouraging us to manage our energy by discovering the healing power of calm. She talked about self-control, willpower, grit, and goals. They're all fantastic things. However, they can become mismanaged energy. That's incredible because I don't know about you, but you know what? I'm all about self-control and, you know, push through. I don't really feel like doing this right now, but I'm going to do it. There's my grit. Uh, but she is emphasizing that if we mismanage that energy, that it's going to deplete us. So it's all about combining and balancing this idea of calm. So her tip is to have calm as your key to energy management. And it's more than just rest. So it's having times where you're just, um, where you do things that make you feel positive. These were her tips. Do thing, do something that makes you feel positive. Uh, turn what you're doing into something you want to do. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So I hate, I don't like doing laundry. I dislike it. It's not a fun process for me, but I like it when it's all done. I love how it feels when it's all complete and put away. Um, so what I've started doing actually is I set a little timer. I make it like a game. I say, okay, for the next seven minutes, I'm going to put all these clothes away. And, ch and chances are usually it only takes me seven minutes. That's the funny part. Um, so yeah, if you make something that you don't like into something that you can tolerate or that you kind of like, um, then you're, you know, you're in a calmer place around it. You shift the mindset. So I love how she, she put it in her book. So turn what you're doing into something you want to be doing doing. Also focus on the why and not the how. So focus on why you're doing something, not how you're going to do it and practice gratitude. She's talking about practicing gratitude and science has shown that all these tips that she's giving us, um, help us to manage our energy. Detach from work when you're not working was her other tip and just removing yourself from that. So great, awesome, wonderful, usable tips for sure. Okay, so the next step on the happiness track is uh, get more done by doing more of nothing. Okay, this is where my don't do list comes in. <laughs> so she talks about discover the secret to ex uh, ex accessing your creativity. So when we do less, uh, sometimes we're able to tap into our creativity. When our mind is quiet, she was saying that it, it allows us for our creativity to flow. So uh, instead of spending all your time focusing intently on your, you know, the world that's around you, she's talking about making time for idleness this. 
for some fun, for irrelevant interest. And studies have shown that you'll become more creative and more innovative and you'll actually become more successful and more likely to come up with breakthrough ideas. And that's amazing. It's so funny because I can honestly say that after my yoga classes, I have a tendency to really have clarity and then I have all these great ideas pop into my head. So science shows that this is why is going into that wonderful place of idleness allows our mind to just drift in just to go into that idleness place and allow for creativity to flow. So she is suggesting that we purposely let our mind drift into idleness away from linear thinking and unfocus. Uh, and she was suggesting to try different things. So diversification, going into a different environment, um, removing yourself from where you are and going into, for example, nature. Um, she also suggests doing mindless tasks. She also talked about broaden your horizons, like look at different things and do different things and make time for stillness and silence. And then she also, I love this one. She also suggested inviting fun back into your life. <laughs> And oh my gosh, it's so true. When you do fun things and you step out of your comfort zone, I tried wake surfing the other day and I had so much fun and I actually felt really good after I did it. And I got up and I was able to, you know, have fun doing it and a little bit of fear there, a little bit of challenge though at the same time and excitement. So yes, yeah, so invite fun back into your life again. That's one of the wonderful tools. Okay, so the next thing that she talked about is enjoy a successful relationship dot, 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 with yourself. So yes, a successful relationship with yourself, with you. So um, how you relate to yourself affects your potential. I can't even emphasize this more. Oh my gosh. I have so many weight loss clients that I've coached over the years. And um, it's amazing how hard these women are on themselves oftentimes. And okay, I'm going to admit my hand is up right now. I do the same thing. Um, we're so hard on ourselves. We have this internal voice that is so self-critical. And uh, it's amazing how it really erodes our self-esteem and our ability to succeed. And in her book, she has so many studies that show that it is not productive to think that way. Okay. So how we relate to ourselves affects our potential. So she's talking about instead of playing to your strengths and being self-critical, be compassionate with yourself and understand your brain is built to learn new things. Okay. Now the reason she talks about this is she talked all about the study about, um, sometimes we, uh, attribute strengths to someone's got it or they don't got it. Like, you know what? I'm not good at math. So that's it. Right. So, and oftentimes what happens is that sets us up for failure or sets our thinking up for, um, fixed mindset and allows us to not really grow and learn. And it's a form of being self-critical. So she's all about emphasizing here that your brain is built to learn new things and that you're capable of learning so much and don't fall into that strength or talent or or, uh, myth that you have to be, um, you know, born with it, uh, that it's all about learning new things. So you will improve your ability to excel in the face of challenge. If you can learn from your mistakes as well. So she's talking about that whole concept of often we believe our success is predestined by our natural abilities or our gifts, but this, this, this type of thinking actually ends up backfiring and erodes our self-belief and our motivation and causes us to give up or easy. So science shows that um, we don't want to let 
ourselves believe that we are limited. That is so beautiful. We don't want to let ourselves believe that we're limited, um, that this strength, talent, gift thing is actually, it leads us to harsh criticism and being hard on ourselves. So to let that go, that thinking go. So her tips around this is all about believe in the idea of effort, not strength. So believe in the idea that effort and learning are wonderful tools and that you're always learning and growing. She also talked about exercise self-compassion. So be kind to yourself and understand that you are human. I always say to my clients, okay, you know what? Give yourself permission to be human. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect, but we're learning through this process. And this is a wonderful way to develop a successful relationship with yourself. Understand that you are human. Give yourself permission to be human. Also, practice mindfulness and also pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings and notice your internal self-talk. Okay, this one, I'm going to take a little pause here. This one is so hard. Half the time, the things that we say to ourselves in our own head about ourselves, we wouldn't even say to our daughter or our best friend. So this is a huge one. This one is important. So really notice your self-talk. And sometimes, you know what I always do is I say, delete, delete, cancel, cancel. What's a better feeling thought for this? And uh, yeah, so that one really helps. She also talks about creating a self-compassion mantra or phrase or saying like, uh, may I be kind to myself in this moment? Or um, so create a saying that's going to help you when you catch yourself being hard on you. And uh, so may I be kind to myself in this moment when you catch yourself being not so nice. All right. So enjoy that relationship with yourself leads to success. Okay. The other now is we're going to shift our focus a little bit. The next step that she talked about is understand the kindness edge. And she talked all about being kind to other people and why compassion serves you better than self-interest. Now, remember, self-interest is different than self-compassion. So what we just talked about is all about that internal dialogue, being kind to yourself, watching for that inner critic, and, and recognizing that uh, your self-talk. This is different. We're talking about how kindness gives you the edge and how being compassionate to other people will serve you better than focusing on your self-interest alone. Uh, so instead of remaining focused on yourself, express compassion to others and show interest in those around you. This has been scientifically shown to actually make you feel better and it actually maintains supportive relationships that increase loyalty and commitment to all those people around you. So they actually lead to success and make you feel happier. So she she referred to uh, the narcissism epidemic. It has inflated the feelings of superiority and entitlement and that it's really important for, um, and that we recognize that self-focus and self-interest ruins relationship and it creates blind spots and it allows for uh, people to not really be as successful. So studies shows that compassion, uh, 
it naturally increases just by being compassionate. It will increase your status, your trustworthiness, your loyalty, your engagement. And she had all kinds of studies backing that all up. So her tips around this were to strengthen your compassion muscles. So she talked about compassion kind of being a muscle. The more you practice it, the more you are going to get better and stronger at it. So it's actually exercise. So one of her tips was to verbalize other points, others' point of view. So articulate. It's like, oh, well, maybe they're feeling this way because of that. Or I wonder what's going on for them. And just like articulating it and getting it out there. And um, you can even attend compassion training programs. She suggests doing exercises of empathy and understanding and just general focus on others. These were all fantastic, wonderful tips. So Basically, happiness as defined defined as like the heightened emotion, positive emotion. So you feel really good. Happiness is that. It has a profound positive effect on our professional and personal lives. So the happier we feel, studies have shown that we actually end up being more successful because we're able to influence other people and it increases our emotional and social intelligence. It boosts our productivity just by doing the exercises we talked about today. It'll help boost your productivity and it'll heighten your influence over fear, uh, peers rather and colleagues. So this is huge. So stepping, stopping, chasing the future, being in the present moment, stepping out of overdrive. So drive is good, but when it's overdrive, it's too much and balancing and managing your energy as well as get more done by doing more of nothing. (laughs) And then also enjoying that successful relationship with yourself. And then she talked about understanding the kindness edge and being compassionate to others. These are all fantastic tips. Her book was amazing. It's amazing how all this science and the science and the studies that she has uh, referenced and also done herself with the research on the science of happiness and how happiness and being happy and applying these tips that she she gave us can lead to and accelerate our level of success and our feeling state of happiness in our lives awesome book. Oh my gosh. It was so fantastic. Thank you so much. If you really got a lot out of this, please, please, please write a review, um, you know, rate this program, share with friends. It would be really, really helpful to grow the show and, uh, and feed my reading addiction. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasaydell.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.